0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Have you heard all the rave about the new Quick Grill located inside the Be Quick Chevron on Veterans Boulevard? Come visit Be Quick Chevron along with Quick Grill, Be Quick Food Marts, your locally owned hometown convenience store, wherever you are. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Got uh, something, I, I don't know if I'd call it special or not. We'll see. You can be... Uh, the decider on that uh, a new feature if you want to call it a feature that i'm adding to this podcast feed is uh the live chats so I do live chats uh, every so often far more often during the football season and the basketball season and early baseball but now that we're approaching the summer not as many of these are going to happen but when I do them I'm gonna post them here because why not if i'm doing a live chat with Old Miss fans there's also state fans in there so you're gonna hear some Mississippi State stuff and sometimes we don't talk about Old Miss sports at all sometimes it's just whatever's going on in the sports world but anyway if I'm gonna do those live chats where a lot of the conversation is centered around Old Miss sports why would I not put that live chat right here in the Old Miss sports podcast feed makes sense to me right does it make sense to you well we'll see if you like it let me know if you don't uh if if you don't like it, then just let me know. And if I don't hear from anybody that that say they don't, then I'll just keep doing it. I guess that's how we will approach this. So either way, here is uh, the Sunday live chat. Uh, Talked a lot about, uh, I say a lot about baseball, not a a whole lot about baseball, quite frankly. It was more focused, uh, just football questions, a, a lot of Kiffin questions, some state stuff, basketball. Whatever comes up in the live chat is what I talk about. And so I'm bringing that to you here. On the Rebel Report, again, my name is Michael Borky. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y. And, of course, if you are listening to this podcast in browser on supertalk.fm, don't. I appreciate you checking out the website, but pull out your favorite podcast app, search Rebel Report, subscribe, and leave a rating and a review. So, yeah, a lot of football, a lot of baseball. You're going to hear some state stuff because there are state fans that join in in the live chat as well. Uh, but a long conversation. I thought it was a pretty good night. So I uh, hope you guys enjoy this chat. Before we get into it, I do want to remind you that the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website. If you are in the market for office technology and your business is located anywhere in Mississippi, check them out. ABSMS.com. If it's tech, if it's in the office and you need it, they've got you covered. Tell them I sent you. They'll get a complimentary technology assessment. So what you need, what your budget is, they'll come out, perform that assessment on me. Advantage Business Systems. Check them out, absms.com. The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority. They have 16 locations scattered across the state of Mississippi. And of course, they have online banking, as, uh, as everybody does, but it's a one stop shop. All you need is an internet connection, and you can do everything you need with online banking and finances. You don't need three apps like I needed at my previous bank. So, Priority One Bank making you their priority a sponsor of this here podcast. So let's get into the live chat right now. I've cut out the intro, so we'll just dive right in. Uh, 45 minutes or so of question and answer, talking Ole Miss, Mississippi State, PGA Championship in there as well. And so here it is right now, and that will, of course, end the podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in, and I'll talk to you again on the next one. Ole Miss got a commitment tonight. We'll talk about that on tomorrow night's edition of the show. We'll see you then. Enjoy the live chat. Starting with Memphis Rebel says, so Ole Miss is actually trying to stack D. Lyman for the first time in a while. Um, Yeah, so they get another in-state commitment. I'll be honest, uh, I'm a little bit, uh, is cynical the right word uh, when it comes to high school recruiting uh, right now? Oh, and here's why. It has nothing to do with this individual player where Ole Miss got another in-state commitment. It sounds like Ole Miss is doing a really good job Within state recruiting, with this class, doing a really good job. Uh, however, I am a bit cynical when it comes to recruiting because, quite frankly, although I like some things, a lot of things about the new era in college sports, because I think that's a lot of it is just the right thing to do as somebody that believes in the free market and believes that a legal adult should be allowed to make money using their name or their image or their likeness, I'm okay with how a lot of this goes down. I'm okay with the transfer portal in theory. I do think they need to add uh, more strict guardrails to it. But anyway, generally speaking, I'm okay with, with how things go. But it has turned me off of recruiting, to be totally honest with you. Uh, because you've got guys that are signing with schools, going through spring, and then transferring before they even participate at all in an actual football game with their school, and so so I kind of have checked out of of recruiting because of the the roster movement. And if these guys don't play right away, in some cases they just dip out before they can even develop and become players. So um, I, I've kind of checked out on it, to, to be totally honest. However, uh, yes, Ole Miss is doing a very good job so far in Mississippi in the high school class. Uh, There were people, and I talked about it at the time, there were people, very dumb people, that thought that Pete Golding was only a good recruiter because of the Alabama A on his chest. And I said at the time, that is a remarkably stupid thing to think. It is not true, and he will prove it, and so far, he is uh, doing just that. Ole Miss had a really good week last week in the portal when it comes to defensive linemen, and now high school as well, and uh, Pete Golding is at the center uh, of that. People want to play for him, and it's not just because of the Alabama A, but people people are stupid. Talk golf instead? Yeah, I can. I can. The PGA was fun today. It was really fun today, and – I'll tell you, man. I uh, was one of those people that thought Brooks was done because Brooks thought Brooks was done. Uh, the the full swing documentary, which is great, by the way, if you guys haven't watched it, especially now that your baseball team's not doing anything and you've got a lot of TV time uh, available for you for the next few weeks, and you're a sports fan, even if you don't like golf, check out Full Swing. Watch it; it's good on Netflix. Uh, Brooks thought he was washed. He he was hurt. He wasn't playing well. He thought he was done, and so he took the live money because he didn't think he was going to get to play at a high level anymore, and he thought he was never going to be like this again. So Brooks thought he was done, and he is he is not done at all. Uh, to be fully transparent with you, I, I think he's – I don't like his personality and how he pretends like he doesn't care about Golf, when you can tell that he grinds and cares deeply about golf, that that kind of stuff drives me nuts. It's not, like, he acts like it's not cool or, or something, or like he's too cool to care, but he obviously cares, and he works really hard, and he's a grinder. That kind of stuff turns me off from him. But the the play is, is special, man. When he's on like this, the putting is really what separates him uh, as well. But um, golf is better when Brooks Kepka is good like this. Uh, regardless of the live crap, which I don't even care about talking about anymore. Doesn't bother me. I'm enjoying the PGA Tour without some of these guys. I still like the events. I can't wait for the Sanderson this fall, uh, even though the, the high-end live guys didn't play in it anyway. I, I'm, golf is better when Brooks is playing like this. Today was a really good day. And, of course, block is uh, what a story, man. 10-cup in real life. An almost fifty-year-old living out a dream that that doesn't make sense. Like it, it, it's something that he shouldn't be doing. It doesn't make sense, and yet here he is. That was awesome uh, today, and, and his demeanor, the the way he's carried himself this week, how, just how humble he is. Uh, I, I don't know what he's like behind the scenes. I've never met the guy, uh, but but how humble he, the the way he carried himself and, and kind of soaked it all in. And, like, his reaction when he found out he was getting paired with Rory McIlroy. Here's a guy that's in the top 10 going into the Sunday at a major. And when he finds out he's paired with Rory, he's like, oh, man, like, are you serious? Like, he was an adult child in that moment. It was just awesome. The, the, I was so impressed with with him as well. That This was a really good week. The course was good, tough but fair, great leaderboard, Victor blew it. He should not have tried to hit to the green out of that bunker. The same one that Connors hit into the lip. All he should have done is knocked it into the fairway and played for par. And instead, it was ball game right there. Isn't softball done as well? Yes, Ole Miss losing eliminated all the softball teams uh, as well. The misery of the 2022-2023 athletics is finally over for Ole Miss. Yes! Yes, you can breathe. You can now develop optimism again you, you can embrace optimism you have a new basketball coach uh, Lane Kiffin's teams are always going to be fun uh, always they are and they're always going to be interesting and, and you have a returning quarterback and the best running back possibly in the country uh, th- there are good things happening w- with old Miss in the future so you can enjoy your summer of optimism but yeah this last academics calendar was pretty brutal starting in November, uh, because basketball was never competitive. And then baseball, obviously, having the worst season in decades, had the worst season in decades. But it's all over now. So you can watch Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, because that will be my show recommendation for anybody that hasn't seen it. I encourage you to watch it. It is phenomenal. Um, So check that out and enjoy your optimism. Consume the positive off-season content that you're going to get. Dan McDonald wants out badly. It certainly sounds like it. It certainly sounds like it. There's been administrative changes at Louisville, and he sounds like he is begging somebody to invest in baseball so he can have an excuse to go somewhere else. That That's what he's he's doing. One of two things. He's either trying to get his administration to pony up or he's trying to get a different administration to pony up. It would be a perfect opportunity for Alabama to decide that they care about baseball. Will they do that? I don't know uh, because they haven't invested. I know they built a new stadium, but you guys know what investment means. Uh their coach, who got allegedly caught um betting on his team to lose, uh griped about having zero NIL dollars. I mean, they've got to invest top to bottom to get a guy like McDonald, but here is a perfect opportunity for Alabama. Your team is good despite their coach betting on them to lose. The team is good, allegedly betting on them to lose. Uh, team's good. The brand there is strong, despite all the chaos within the athletic department. Which, by the way, uh, shouldn't the NCAA step in, considering? Anyway. Um, and you've got a golden opportunity to go get a, a great coach that is frustrated at his current stop. They need to do it. You wouldn't bring Lamonis back? That, I, I am so curious uh, to see what happens over the next few days. Because it sounds like he's coming back. Now that I've said that, he's tomorrow uh, going to get fired. But it sounds like he expects to be back. Um, is that actually true? Is my feeling accurate? We'll have to see. But um, there are state fans that don't, and I understand why. Investing what they do in baseball and missing the SEC tournament for two consecutive seasons but let's be honest. It's comp- it's totally and completely unacceptable. I'm not going to dance around this. Uh, it, it, it's it. What happened on the baseball field this year and for the second year in a row at Mississippi State, but it, it, for Ole Miss and State this season was embarrassing. They were embarrassing baseball teams this year. They got run-ruled constantly. They were non-competitive. What has happened to those two teams, one being two years removed from a championship, one being one year removed from a championship, is wildly concerning and deeply unacceptable now it's different at state because it's happened two years in a row and so that makes it a little bit more contentious Ole Miss is still not even a year yet removed from their championship it does change things some however um things have to change immediately uh, or else this can't continue and the thing is uh, you know I I had a friend text me earlier that Ole Miss needs to go ahead and pull the plug and I said well that's not going to happen And then he said, well, another year of this, and they should. And I I don't think that's going to happen either. If Lane Kiffin's still the football coach at Ole Miss after next baseball season and it goes like that, I still don't think it's going to happen. Uh, Financially, they're just kind of – they're strapped right now. Um, It it was wildly unacceptable. And and there are some people that are just blaming injuries, and I think that's very, very disingenuous. Uh, I do think that they are both – Obviously very good baseball coaches. Um, uh, Mike will obviously be given time to, to figure it out. Zach Selman's got to decide here over the next few days whether or not he thinks it's worth it to possibly have another season go like the one that they just had. They finished last and second to last in the SEC in two consecutive years. You know, I could say, and it would be fair, if you're telling me that you're an elite-level Baseball program, that you're one of the best baseball programs in, in the entire country. State fans say that there are a top five baseball program in the entire country. If that is true, and you finish dead last and second to last in the SEC in two years, and you don't make a change, are you really what you say you are? That's a fair question to ask. Do you really demand excellence in baseball? The championship complicates that question, but it is a fair question to ask. Absolutely, Lane says Pete Golding is putting in work in recruiting. Yeah, man, yeah, he he absolutely is. Uh, people doubted it. I've I said this too when he got hired. I think to you guys, I know definitely on the radio show. I actually found the clip earlier. I was going to share it again, but I decided not to. Um, I can't help but wonder if Pete is going to play the long game. Where, where he sees a chance that, you know, I think Lane Kiffin has kind of soured some things with possible job opportunities that may come open in the future, maybe. But either way, I think with Ole Miss's investment and the jobs that could possibly come open, there's not many that you would leave for at this point, right? However, when that day comes, because I don't think Lane Kiffin is long for Ole Miss, I don't think you're going to have a 10-year run with Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss. Uh, I would take the under if you told me that you're going to get six more years. I would take the under. I can't help but wonder if Pete Golding sees an opportunity to already be in the building when Lane Kiffin leaves uh, to get a chance at being a head coach. Uh, Because the way he's recruiting is uh, endearing himself to some powerful people. Let's put it that way. Being that Mike Bianco, Saints fan 04 says, uh, who that. Being that Mike Bianco is one of the highest paid baseball coaches in college baseball, as I understand it, number two, but I could be wrong. This kind of season should have never happened. Yeah, and it's up to him to figure it out. I mean, some things have to change uh, for sure. This is a new era. And uh, we've talked about this before. But, but this is a new era of college baseball. Um, it's not as gentlemanly. I've I've said on the radio show straight up, uh, he needs to be tampering now. Yeah, needs to. Uh, he probably has too much integrity for that, but I would encourage him to do that because his peers are doing it. So do you want to get the players or not? Um, I do think that, that there are too many people that think that he is incapable of of turning this around, and I think you're crazy. I mean – He built the program to what it is going into this season. They had been to game three of a super regional game three of a super regional and won the national championship. That that was their, their three years leading up to this one. Think about that. Their three years leading up to this one, game three of a super game three of a super national champion. You don't just accidentally fall into those results. The man can coach baseball. So, if you think that he can't figure this out, I think you're nuts. I think he can, but it, it has to be um seemingly it has to be approached in a different way because the sport is changing some. It's becoming less gentlemanly. And and that that's a problem. Edward says, I don't think firing Foxhall and beating a nineteen and ten LSU team two of three should save him. Eighteen and forty two the last two years is just embarrassing. It yeah. And when you lay it out like that, 18 and 42 is is shocking. And they were run-ruled constantly. I mean, it happened all the time. They were non-competitive this season, a year after they finished last. What kind of program are you? And, again, I know the championship complicates things. It does. But that is a fair question to ask. Memphis says hot take. Florida's going four and eight, five and seven. We'll fire Billy Napier, then we'll hire Lane Kiffin. I don't think they're going four and eight, but going two and Q with a guy like Napier is, uh, I think that would send a really bad message around the college football world if you're Florida. Uh, Dan Mullen couldn't work there, and Dan Mullen took Mississippi State to an Access Bowl. And then Billy Napier can't work there, and he won. Ten or more games in four consecutive seasons at Louisiana, and he also coached under Saban and Dabo, and he couldn't work there. Maybe it's then a you problem. Because think about that. Let's pretend Billy Napier fails. Let's pretend he fails at Florida. McIlwain failed. Muschamp failed. Mullen failed. And I know McIlwain. Like, look, they went to the SEC championship. I, I, I get it, but he failed, and that got weird. Mullen failed, and then Napier failed. Do, do, at what point do you start looking in the mirror and saying, wait, maybe the problem's us? It's Kind of like Texas, right? Why do all these great coaches keep failing at Texas? Why does that happen? Are, are suddenly these guys that have won everywhere else bad coaches when they get to Texas, or is Texas a problem? If Napier fails at Florida, and they go 2-and-Q with Napier... That that's a sign of a Florida problem, not a sign of a Napier problem. They are pretty awful. Well, their their nil collective in their situation there is a disaster, and it got exposed. Remember, when is the UTSA wide receiver committing? Honestly, I don't know. I don't know when that is. Uh, uh, I don't know when that is happening. As a golfer, how, how's my uh, – no, I, I play okay. I, I don't get to play as much uh, as, as I used to, obviously. Uh, life has changed uh, significantly to where I don't have all this free time to go play golf or money to go play golf. But, no, I, I'm okay. I, I would classify myself as okay. Job being stupid again. Yeah, look, all of your decisions in life are your responsibility as an adult. There are people around him that are failing him, though. That can also be true. Both things can be true at the same time. He's making bad decisions. He's presenting himself poorly. He's doing bad things. He's putting his career in jeopardy. And also the people around him, including the team he plays for and the NBA, are not doing doing right by him. Jaw situation is why I advocated so much for Brandon Miller to be suspended because you have to you have to hold young people accountable for bad decisions, and when you don't, when you suspend him for just a few games and he goes to a, a, a I guess you can call it a rehab for just a couple of days, then what message did you send by doing that? Now he can get away with it. Everybody's failing there. Southern Miss hired from within as expected. Absolutely. There was no other option. That is what they were going to do. Ole Miss winning combined 13 and 43 in the big three men's sports this past year. Goodness. In, F- in SEC play? Yeah. The future needs to be better. I expect it will. I uh, I expect it will. Over-under on, on how quick Lane Kiffin will be on Beard's show. Oh, yeah, the fireside chat or whatever. Um, probably very early. Yeah. You say by the third show? That wouldn't surprise me. Hello, Borky. Hello, T. How are you? Glad to see you. Glad to see you. Hope you're doing well. Bo will no longer coach high-level college baseball. I wouldn't let him coach... My son's middle school team. No, if if you're involved in gambling on on against your own team, then then you shouldn't coach at any level anymore. That that should be a baseball coaching career ender. It won't be. Some high school somewhere is going to pick him up. Hell, Andy Canizero got a job at like a Catholic high school right after he did what he did. So there's a job out there for him, but it wouldn't be me that would hire him. Is it time to buy tickets to the final four? Tucker, are you an Ole Miss or a State fan? Because uh, either one right now should be pretty pumped up about basketball. You know what's going to be great is that we are going to spend a lot of time on our radio show on basketball, and I'm going to love it because I love basketball. And we are st- and, and the hype around both programs right now is so high. Ole Miss hires Chris Beard. That they're able to keep Brakefield and Morrell, and they've portaled really well, and Beard's a, a high-level basketball coach. And the hype is is all there for Ole Miss basketball. And for State, Jans makes the tournament in year one. He, he gets Tolu back. He, he gets a point guard finally out of the portal, a really good one as well, and the hype there is going to be through the roof. And despite that, we're still going to get somebody, multiple somebodies, that are going to text our show and say nobody cares about basketball. And I'm gonna laugh because the arenas are gonna be packed and the teams are gonna be good, and I am not gonna listen to them, and I should, but I'm not gonna listen to them. I'm not going to, and we're gonna talk a ton of basketball because man, this is so much fun. Buying into basketball is so much fun. Also, uh, I, I said this on Twitter as well, but Tolu in years past, a guy like him, um, in years past, would have probably had to go pro. Uh, he maybe be, he has no outside shot whatsoever. Doesn't shoot the ball from outside, uh, but he's a quality player. Don't get me wrong, but to to play at the NBA level, even as a big, you, you got to be effective. You got to space the floor some, and he can't do that yet. So he probably would have ended up, you know, maybe on a G League team, more likely playing overseas. But now in this era, he is returning to school. He's going to get paid, going to get paid a good bit, I imagine. And he'll get a master's degree, I assume, and develop for an additional year without having to pick up and move to Turkey or or, or something. NIL is not all bad. There are good things that happen. Tolu being back in school is good for Mississippi State, but it's good for college basketball, that guys like that, have a chance to still make money and continue to get an education and still develop as a player. So there are good things that happen. What would I be more confident in? Ole Miss football winning nine-plus games or basketball making the dance and winning a tournament game? Basketball making the dance and winning the tournament game. Uh, I Absolutely. I, I think I, I, I would bet on that. Um, nine games with Ole Miss's schedule is going to be tough. Going to Alabama, going to Georgia, of course, you're still having to play LSU and Texas A&M, who people swear this is the year that they're actually going to be good. We'll see. But it's still it's a tough schedule because you play in the SEC West and you also have to go to Georgia. Um, so I don't think they're winning nine games. Um, they have a chance to hit that over on the win total, especially with who they've gotten in the portal on defense. That That's helped some. I still think they need to get a linebacker as well. But so far, uh, the portal's been kind to them defensively. But I do think that basketball making the dance and winning a game is far more likely than football winning nine or more games. T says Mississippi's no longer a baseball state. It's over. Uh, Careful who you say that to because Southern Miss Twitter is mighty and they are ruthless and they hate, hate me even though I, I love Southern Miss and I like, I really enjoy Hattiesburg and I like Southern Miss a lot. And I like the people at Southern Miss, but they hate me, hate me. No, oh, well. it was awful for Ole Miss this year, but can they really be as bad as six and 24 again? It feels like it couldn't get any worse. My friend, it could, they could go five and 25, Uh. Ole Miss will not be one in twenty nine bad next year, um, but no, I I think financially they're they're not in a position to fire a national championship winning coach even after next season, unless Kiffin leaves on his own, um and, and gives them money back for a buyout and the next coach is Pete Golding and he's cheap. I mean, I guess then you can consider it, but right now they are very much spending as much as they possibly can. You don't know what they do with Lamonis, but if he stays and they can get anything better from pitching, this is a good team. Just horrible inconsistencies from the mound. Killed them all year. Yeah, I'm very curious to see who Lamonis would hire as as a pitching coach. But if I'm Lamonis, would I take another job if offered? Uh, Yes, that that would be something that I would consider. Yeah, I'd have my agent working on that, to to tell you the truth. Um, Not everybody thinks that way. But if I know that I've got one year, just do the math, right? He's got one year where he can make a couple million dollars at Mississippi State with the one year and then the buyout. I don't know what his buyout would be. So let's call it $3 million. He'd make this year's salary and then two additional years in a buyout. So you can do that and then get fired or take a new job on a six-year contract worth $5 million. Well, the math tells you you're going to get more elsewhere. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I would consider it if I were him. Uh, I, I think Alabama is going to shoot a little bit higher than a coach that is about to get fired, uh, honestly. So, yeah. Right now, State isn't a top-five baseball program with these last two years. Got to build back up from that. Still a great program, but it's been damaged. They can build back quickly, though. They're just too invested. Could I see Lane being at Ole Miss for three more years? I could. Because the the, the question is going to be, where's he going to go, right? That, that, so that's the follow-up question because I'll have people say to me, well, Lane's going to leave after this year anyway. My follow-up is where? Where's he going to go? Because you can't just say he's going to leave unless you tell me where because what job is going to come open? I don't think Florida's going to come open. I don't think they're going to in queue with Napier, although the outlook of this season looks pretty poor. Um. So, just for the sake of my argument, let's say they're out. Okay, where else? Texas A&M? That's a horrible fit culturally. I mean, the worst imaginable fit possible. But, I mean, maybe. But I don't think they're going to be too keen on paying that buyout, and people think that it's going to be a pretty decent team this year. So, where? Where in the ACC is going to come open? Miami's not going to. Clemson's not going to. Those are the only two programs in the ACC that um, Florida State's not going to. They're going to be really good, I think. So where in the Big is going to come open? Not Ohio State. Highly doubt that they would try to hire Lane Kiffin anyway. Uh, but Ryan Day, I guess, could in theory go to the NFL. But I don't think that's going to happen. Michigan's not coming open. Penn State's not coming open. Wisconsin's not coming open. No better jobs in, than that. Uh, I think Oklahoma's going to be better. And I don't think they're going 2-and-Q with Venables. But, I mean, I guess Oklahoma in theory could. Texas isn't coming open. Southern Cal's not coming open. Where's he going to go? Florida is an overrated program. I agree strongly with that statement. They're becoming the new Tennessee. Yeah, they're trading places, aren't they? In the East, it's just kind of the pecking order is being adjusted. Texas is so back. Uh, I would like to see them win something first. But yeah, people are really high on this team uh, at Texas for sure. Mullen went to three New Year's six bowls and won the East at Florida before he failed. It's absolutely Florida. Yep, it is, Jason. But they won't admit it. They they won't admit it. But it's 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 a Florida issue. It's not a coaching issue. They are the quickest to want a coach fired. You've noticed I'm on the Jimbo's Gonna Get Fired train. How do how do I think that that would play out and who would they target? Um he may not. I, I mean I, I think that the relationship with him Petrino is gonna go poorly, truthfully. Uh, But if they win, let's say they win nine games, which is possible, then he's not getting fired. Um, I mean, I I guess, but what kind of season does Ole Miss have? Because is Lane Kiffin at eight and four again, really going to be at the top of their candidate list? Probably not. So who would they go after? That's a good question. Who would Texas A&M go after? What they should do is go after Jeff Traylor. Now they wouldn't because they have too much pride there and they think that they need to go hire somebody great but what they should do is hire Jeff Trailer. If you don't know who that is, he's at Texas San Antonio right now. He is a Texas guy through and through. He coached high school ball in Texas. He got his first job out of coaching high school at the University of Texas. He was at SMU, he was at Arkansas, and now he's at UTSA. Again, UTSA. He's 30 and 10. He's won the Conference USA twice, and he's gone 12-2 and two and 11-3 and three in the last two years at Texas-San Antonio, and he's won his conference twice. He's a hell of a coach, and his teams are fun, uh, and I think he would do a great job. He is just perfectly Texas, and yet they, they wouldn't do it, but I think he would win. We, we're a long time away from when somebody like in Ohio State hired the Youngstown State head coach. That just doesn't happen anymore. Uh, I mean, Kleiman uh, at Kansas State was winning national championships every single year, like back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back to back to back to back to back national championships, and it took Kansas State to swallow their pride and hire somebody like that, and they're being rewarded. It's crazy that these schools are obsessed with making a splash when you've just got quality football coaches out there, and they choose to pass pass them over. What is Ole Miss baseball's next step going forward? Uh, tampering like hell. They have got to rebuild the roster via transfer portal. They uh, they need to get a pitcher. They need to get a catcher. They need to get possibly get a shortstop. Need to get a couple outfielders. Possibly need a third baseman. They need a first baseman. Now, there are some guys currently on the team that I suppose could fill those roles. We'll see who they are. They need a lot of guys, though. A lot of bodies. Who do I think is going to win the College World Series? Hopefully not LSU. Hopefully not LSU. Maybe Arkansas. And I don't know why. They're just so solid. Edwards picking Florida to win the College World Series. Did I see the news about Tolu coming back? Yeah, you just missed me talking about that, honestly. Uh, No, it's really good for State. Uh, Really good. And um, I I tied it into NIL. And Anyway, it's a good pickup for State. The hype should be at an all-time high. He's a quality player, and now they've got a point guard, and that team should be really good again next year. Maybe actually score the basketball with some consistency. The national championship should complicate things. I agree with that statement for sure feel like the elite thing is also being oversold when the program just won its first national title despite being first in fan support for 30 years. Interesting. How can Mississippi State baseball turn this around? Um, it will. should I say this? Yeah, give somebody else an opportunity to coach the program. Maybe that's how but no more seriously the the pitching coach hire has to has to be done correctly and they need to go to the portal and find a pitcher as well i mean they they were they finished second ever so close for Paul Skeens last year um yeah the the pitching coach hire has to be a great one that's how because offensively they're fine i mean the the bats are good got enough guys coming back that you believe in or that you should Got to nail the pitching coach higher. Jody says, feels like Beard and Golding are endearing themselves to Oxford and fans. Maybe they took notes of Kiffin's slide after the Auburn drama. Maybe so. Uh, I think it's more about their personal aspirations as opposed to learning from Lane Kiffin, but it is a stark contrast between those two and him, isn't it? The almost defense will be disastrous, like worse than 2020. Um. Yeah. There's a chance they're not going to be good. Uh, I, the the two portal pickups were very important. Very important. They cannot sustain injuries at linebacker at all. Uh, I think they're good at corner. Corner is going to be a position of strength there. Um, safety looks okay. Um, the defensive line rotation looks better now than it did two weeks ago for sure. But yeah, the, this. You know, there's a chance that they struggle there, uh, to, to put it mildly. But And people are going to use that and make that an indictment on Pete Golding, and those people are going to be stupid. Um, the personnel he inherited was not that of an SEC defense. You know, lemons to lemonade and all that. that, that's very nice to put on a poster in your kitchen. But in reality, when you're talking about football, it's, it's a little bit, more difficult than squeezing a lemon and drinking it, you know? Let's say AM and Florida make their moves and fire their guys and target Kiffin. What do I think the reaction would be if we got an Auburn situation repeat to end 2023? I can tell you what the reaction would be from the athletic department, and it would be, I don't care anymore. That's what it would be. Uh, but no, AM and and Kiffin would be an absolutely... Terrible. Terrible. The worst imaginable fit with coach and program you could possibly have in college football. The absolute worst fit with coach and program that you could have in all of college football. The worst fit you could possibly have. Like, worse than Coach Prime and BYU. You could not have a worse fit than that one. Rick Patino just got hired by a Catholic school and that's not a, a weirder fit than would be Kiffin at, at Texas A&M. Kiffin to Indiana confirmed. Yeah. I left them out because Tom Allen might get fired and you never know. Um, Michigan is more back than Texas is. Uh, yeah, actually. Yes, absolutely. I have nothing to add because I think you're right um, now. I think Texas is going to be a lot more explosive offensively this year. I just, I got to see them do it first, man. They're, they're getting so much hype and I get it because of the brand and Quinn Ewers and all that crap, but they haven't won their own bad conference since 2009. I was in a high school. That was my senior football season in the high school when the Texas last, when Texas last won the big 12. Think about that. And I'm supposed to believe that this is going to be the year. Maybe it is. I need to see it first. I need to see it. That's a good one. A&M's next guy after next year is Sonny Dykes. That's a good one. I didn't think about that. You know Jeff Traylor? Really? That's cool. You got to tell me how. He's a hell of a football coach. You say he's blue collar. See, he's perfectly Texas, but they have, they have too much pride. Hypothetically, Ole Miss is eight and two with losses to Georgia and Alabama in November. Play it there, <sighs> Edward. If Ole Miss is eight and two in November and Florida comes open, God help everybody. <laughs> I mean, oh no, oh man. Every day on the radio show would be brutal. Klyman and Dykes are the best coaches in the Big 12. Also like that Texas Tech coach. Yeah, he's really good too. (laughs) MSU has a Tolu and a Tulu. Yes, they do. And yes, Mississippi State finished second for Paul Skeen's. They, they did. Um, they got Cam Newton. Let's put it that way. If Ole Miss has the 2021 20, type defense, Ole Miss wins eight games easily. I can see that. Because here's how I laid it out. I, I think I did a video on this, but I'll, I'll repeat myself. You have two, what I would call expected losses. They'll be possibly double-digit underdogs in Tuscaloosa, and they will be in Athens, at least I think. And then you've got five games where I think they will be a heavy favorite, multi-score favorite. The four non-conference games, yes, people are going to overhype that Tulane game, and watch what happens. It's not going to be what anybody says it it is. The four non-conference games and also Vanderbilt. And so there's five wins there and two losses. Can they go three? In two, in those other five games, A&M, LSU, Auburn, Arkansas, Mississippi State. Right in that all of them? A&M, Arkansas, LSU, Texas a and Mississippi State. Yeah. Can they go three and two in those games? If they can, they will hit the over, and it would objectively be a fine season. It's pitching for Mississippi State, particularly developing some consistency, Jason says, and the young guys that are there. They're just average. That's a completely different team. It's almost always one bad ending for state. Walks, especially. Huge, huge, huge issue. If Kiffin wasn't a fit for Auburn or AM, where is he a fit? Um a lot of places. Miami would have been a perfect one. LSU would have been a great fit for him. Uh, truthfully, I think he would have done well, very well at LSU had they gone that route. Winning championships and stuff there. Um, he was a fit at Southern Cal, and and then couldn't overcome the sanctions there. Uh, Auburn and A and M are weird places. Not every college football program is like Auburn or A and M. Um, if he didn't hate the cold so much, I would say he's a fit at Ohio State. It's kind. Of, Ohio State feels like I've been to Ohio State games, and obviously you see my wall. I'm I'm familiar with the program pretty intimately, they're, they're seeped in tradition, but it's not like the A&M kind of tradition. Ohio State's tradition is winning football. It's not milkmen. You know what I mean? It's different. Band's incredible, by the way. You got to see that live. It's unbelievable. If Texas is back for a year, it'll have to be this year because that ain't happening after they get into the SEC. Strong agree. Strong agree. Your granddad was a college coach, got to meet a bunch of people. He was in Oxford for graduation and talked to Monty for way too long. Or did you get to witness that? Because that would have been uh, an awesome conversation. Did I see Ostrander is going to be the next other Miss head coach? Yep, yep, that was expected. Uh, I mean, even in their release when they announced that Scott Barry was resigning, or retiring, not resigning, Barry even called it a transition of leadership. Like, he knew who the next head coach was going to be. You think Ole Miss will go 8-4, and four, lose to LSU, Alabama, Georgia, and pull out a we are Ole Miss and lose to Auburn? That week's going to be – I might. I, I I think what I'm going to do is do live watch-alongs this football season, and maybe not every week because, like, Mercer and um, State plays Law, you know, and there's like Louisiana Monroe on the schedules and stuff. So I won't do it every week, obviously. But I will, I think, do a live watch along here on YouTube with you guys for the Auburn game. That game's just too spicy for, for me not to do something like that for. Who will the clock rule affect more, Ole Miss or Tennessee? Uh, who turns the ball over more? Possessions will be at a at more of a premium. It won't change too much, honestly. Uh, What do they say, like seven to ten plays a game? So essentially like one possession. But yes, uh, turnovers will be more impactful because of the new clock rules. Would he be a fit at Oregon? Think so. Oregon's not coming open anytime soon, though. And yeah, Ole Miss is going to run the football well, uh, I think, this year, especially when Th- they're possibly going to be using two tight ends at the same time, one a more traditional tight end and the other as like a, uh, like a flex, the matchup nightmare that Michael Trigg, if if he's got his head on straight, will provide for that offense is going to be pretty, uh, pretty staggering. So uh, anyway, all right, guys, I got a couple more things to do b- before I go to bed tonight. So I'm going to hang it up. I appreciate you. This is a lot of fun and uh, you guys are the best. So, Um, I'll see you on the next one. Uh, please like the video, all that good stuff. And, uh, I'll see you uh, again very, very soon. Talk to y'all then. A super talk Mississippi media production.